Hello, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jeremy, and what a delight to be with you on this Wednesday, November 4th of 2020. We'd like to welcome all our listeners uh, for setting uh, some time aside to be with us, even on this, uh, yesterday was election day, but it looks like we're still in the middle of a lot of things happening. And that's why we consider it an urgent matter. We consider it uh, a necessity to come together and to speak on these things, to glean, to know what God is saying in this hour. You know, uh, what's happening right now in our nation doesn't just have repercussions for our nations, but literally all the nations of the world, as, as Brother Marty mentioned yesterday, are looking, are taking a look into what's going on here. That's how crucial it is. This is not a Republican against Democratic or Democrat against Republican thing. This goes beyond that. And that's what we're trying to convey to you, church, to be awake, to 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 discern what is taking place, a takeover. And so today, right. uh, I want to give some time for us to discuss these things because something is happening and you need to have your eyes open. You can't just come to these podcasts. Let me see what I can get. No, no. These are serious times. And the things that we're going to be discussing today can only be understood by the Spirit of the Lord. And that's what we need to ask God. Open our hearts, our minds to hear what you are saying. The Bible says that there's a difference between hearing and taking heed. We need to take heed to what God is saying in this hour. Our hearts are heavy today, this morning. Our hearts are are, are heavy. We, we sense it. We sense the struggle. Uh, we, we sense where our nation is at. Our hearts are are are, are open and, 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 and really desiring for God to, to speak to us. That's where you find safety. It's in his word. It's in the word of God. That's where we find safety and his presence. Today in our panel, we have uh, Brother Marty and Brother Fernando joining us. And brothers, uh, man, we, our hearts are are just heavy. I, uh, uh, but it's because we know of the times that we are living. So let's get into our discussion. Brother Marty, I'll leave it with you to share uh, uh, what God has placed in, in your heart, in our hearts, as we discuss today and study the Word of God. Amen. Uh, we're we're going to have a little more uh, different uh, kind of a podcast today. As Brother Jeremy said, we're, we we just kind of want to, <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to say it, man. I just, you know, what we are witnessing, what we are seeing, for those of you uh that are just tuning in with us. Uh, we encourage you to go back to our podcast yesterday, our election day podcast. A lot of information was shared there. It's uh, the irony of where we find ourselves this morning as we come to you from the uh, left coast of the United States. Uh, an evil has descended upon the land. Uh, we are witnessing quite possibly uh, the theft uh, of an election uh the the removing of the america that we have known right before our eyes we all need to look deep right now as the church and we're we're talking to the church of the lord jesus christ here 
And if you sense the heaviness in our voice, it, it, it's not a lament over Republican or Democrat uh, election here. It is right. the extent to which we see evil moving within the institutions across the country, blatantly right. moving yeah. to steal an election. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm all for a fair playing field. If you lose, you lose, you, you shake your opponent's hand and, and you move on and you go back and try better the next time. But when the when when, it, when things are tilted, and we're not talking about a football game or a basketball game here, we're talking about uh, the, the greatest nation on the face of the earth being overrun and overtaken, um, not by mere human effort here. We're talking about evil moving across the land. Brothers, what are you feeling right now? Uh, wow. I think uh, Isaiah said it well, gross darkness, right? Um, mm. in the in the land. And and this and again, it's not a lament because one side is winning or one side is losing, but it's it's because the presence that once resided in this nation is leaving. Yeah, hmm. being removed little by little, as as Ezekiel saw, it, the, the glory of the Lord depart from the temple. Yes, whether a republic whether a Republican wins or loses, or a Democrat wins or loses, it's happening. God's presence, you can feel it. If you're a spiritual person, you can feel what we're talking about. You can feel it. And and I think Isaiah said it well. It's gross darkness upon the land. Incredible. You know, uh, to borrow a phrase from President Roosevelt in December 7, 1941, uh, when he addressed Congress after we were viciously and uh, and and mercilessly attacked by the the Japanese uh, army in Pearl Harbor. Roosevelt said that it would be a day uh, that lives in infamy, a day that marked uh, uh, the history of the nation. Brothers and sisters, that is what we are witnessing today. And the question is, do we understand what we're seeing? Do we truly comprehend what we are witnessing right before our eyes? My brothers and I have spent the last eight months or so um, coming to you from the word of Almighty God and talking about uh, what we were actually seeing taking place. We've tried in every single way we could, we could, by the Spirit of God, to warn for precisely what we're seeing right now. We talked yesterday about the election being a, an incredibly consequential day, of course, but that the most dangerous time would be the following day and the days ahead. Well, that's what we're seeing. And, and not to get too political here, again, we're talking about the spirit behind this. Right. When, when most people went to sleep last night, uh, what happened overnight about 4 o'clock in the morning is absolutely outrageous because it's tilting the balance of power. While people slept, suddenly mysterious ballots by the hundreds of thousands began to appear uh, in the counting rooms, in the darkness. 
Yeah, Benjamin Frank. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin told us after the, after he emerged from the Continental Congress, he was he was approached by by a group of individuals, as the story goes, and and they asked him, "Have you come to a conclusion? I mean, did you have you forged out a constitution?" And what Benjamin Franklin said was, "Gentlemen, uh, you have a republic." And then he said, "If you can keep it." The precious gift of this nation was given to us, not by men, though God used men. The precious gift of this nation was given to us by the hand of Almighty God. There has never been a nation like this on the face of the earth. The great American experiment, the, the great sign underneath the feet of the, of the Statue of Liberty that, that, that calls for the huddled masses and, and, and the poor of the world to come to this once bastion of freedom. Brother Fernando said something earlier is, 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 as to what happened. We were talking about uh, lamenting what, what we were discussing was the lament of, of the prophet Jeremiah, who spent years and years uh, preaching on the backs of his mentors and forefathers, the prophets of old, Isaiah, Hosea, Amos, all those you know, who, who molded and shaped it, what he knew, where he lived to be the prophet that saw his prophecies come to pass. He would sit upon the rubble of what was once the great city and light post of all the world, which was Jerusalem, the great city founded by that, that most noble of kings, King David. This great nation of Judah that once had given and had been used of God to, be, to, to give the Torah, to give the writings of the prophets to their people, would end in, in a most tragic way, in a most public way. As the prophet himself, even though he knew what was coming, yet it stunned him to such an extent that he sat on the rubble of the Temple Mount and wept over the city as the smoke rose from from the multiple fires that were burning and this once great nation of his time, this one great hope and bastion of freedom for that part of the world came to an end. And it wasn't overnight. But what happens is that when such events take place, they seem to be sudden and out of nowhere. But that's not the case. God spent a century at least and, and more warning his people. America has had prophets that God has sent to it since the beginning of the 20th century. Men of God who... Uh, went to their graves weeping and crying over a society that they felt because of the eminency and, and, and the immediacy of the urgency they sensed in their spirit because of the Holy Spirit, who showed them that the nation was, was precariously approaching a moment in the future uh, and a destiny of judgment if it didn't turn. And what we are witnessing right now is the same thing happening before our eyes. They are moving to steal not just an election, brothers and sisters, but what we've been talking about, this is a global agenda. This is a concerted effort by powers that be that are outside of this country. We read the letter from Cardinal Vigano yesterday. He called it the faceless uh, evil of tyranny lurking in the shadows. He talked about a global reset. 
He talked about the agenda in what he termed the magic circle of the Vatican. He talked about the UN agenda, Event 201, the global pandemic. He, he warned uh, of China and its rise in, in one of his other letters. He talked about the scandals that were so apparent leading up to this election. Some of the most disgusting and depraved behavior and, and, and treachery and, and greed and the selling out of a nation, uh, you know, amongst the, the leading candidates running for the presidency of the United States and a concerted effort of big tech and major media houses to shut it down so that such information couldn't be given to the nation as a whole. And when you look, in spite of all these phony pretenders to the pulpits of America who have absolutely nothing to say and are eerily silent, by the way, why are they silent? You know why they're silent? Because they don't have anything to say. And like we said earlier, and like Brother Via, you know, I call, he's my brother, man. Nobody can write like that unless they know the Lord. What he said yesterday, he said, the people of God have found themselves now at a time where they, they truly feel disoriented, disorganized, and their spiritual leaders are woefully absent precisely at the time that we need them the most. We're talking to the church. Because make no mistake about it, brothers and sisters, unless you think we're being way over the top dramatic, you have absolutely no idea what you're witnessing take place right before your eyes. They're coming for you. Don't you understand what's happening? Don't you get it? Don't you recognize it? Don't you discern it? Gentlemen, you have a republic. If you can keep it. We haven't kept it. We've been talking about the book of Acts this whole month and last month. Uh, and, and it's no mistake that we were. Because what we talked about and what we began to really sense and discover that the Spirit was actually trying to tell us is that we're returning back to those days. <laughs> you know, I had a young man write me this morning, and I won't give his name, and the sincerity of his heart in, in, in the way that he wrote me, as he feels the call of God in his life. And yet he struggles internally uh, knowing uh, what he knows to this point in his life uh, in, in that he doesn't want to go out and minister the word because he feels like maybe he'd be in a position of, of, of uh, you know, leadership that he's just not, frankly, ready for yet. He, he worries about his own ego. He worries about his own pride. And as I read his letter, I understood his youth. And I also lamented over the fact that his concept of ministry has been molded and shaped in the Bible Belt, where they turned ministry into a, a Dale Carnegie kind of success-driven, uh, you know, Broadway production, uh, you know, some weird abomination of what's supposed to be the church. It's all he's known. And I can totally relate to him because I came out of that system. And, and, and the fault and the flaw of decades of, of of cotton candy religion and 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 the steady decline of a church population that like Paul would recognize in Athens a, a culture completely given to idolatry completely saturated with compromise which didn't come into that full flight of compromise overnight but which which literally 
like like <laughs> like a Chinese torture test, you know, it was a steady drip, one drop of a, at a time, that over time began to erode the very fabric of the conscience of the church in this nation. And so the preachers that were produced, the schools that were erected, the theological seminaries that began to deconstruct any semblance of spirit out of the scriptures that once were the great foundation and driving force of this nation. So that now the enemy can just walk boldly in and do what he wants, and there's no spiritual strength, there's no spiritual leadership, there's no spiritual discernment to resist it. And unless God steps in, and and, and, and the issue is still hanging out there, unless he steps in, not tomorrow, but right now, this thing is over. And, and and what you have known and what I've known and the great freedoms that we've had, they've been taken away from us slowly but surely anyway. But you ain't seen nothing yet. What's, where we're headed to is well underway. And it's something that God has been warning and warning and warning about. We need to look deep. The great French philosopher, which we've mentioned many times, Tocqueville, came to this country many years ago looking for the greatness or the secret to the greatness of this nation. And he said he went to our institutions of higher learning and he didn't find it there as great as they were. He went to our great industrial uh, you know, complexes and, and he said the might of, of America's industry is fantastic, but, but her secret of her greatness isn't there. He went to the halls of Congress, great, but not there. He said, but when I went to her churches, he said, then I understood. As I saw holy men thundering from behind their pulpits, keeping the nation in check and preaching the Bible. Any thoughts? There was a time. There was there was a time where the evangelists were the conscience of America, where we, we would see them even in our TV channels and our local TV channels having. Uh, remember those specials they used to have? Yes. And where they would call the, from the media to the president. There was a time where the preachers were the conscience of our nation. Why is this so serious? Why are we saying to you this is more than a Republican versus Democrat uh, uh, thing going on? This is something that carries far more greater repercussions and and it's something much more sinister. It's, it's good between evil. Yes, good and, word. And don't think because... Don't think because you're a Democrat, you're good, or because you're a Republican, you're the good, and the Democrats are the evil. That's not what we're saying. There's something greater. Mm-hmm. The nations of this world are hanging on where the balance if this nation shall stand or fall. You want to go deeper? The principalities, the powers, the angels are looking 
they're taking they're taking a, they take they're they're looking at what's happening here what is going on at the same time the presence the glory of god is being removed that is the dread that we feel that is the dread that we feel as servants as people as christians as as believers that love god all of this is happening this is the last if you want to call it hurrah for the devil to do everything he can to deceive this world he will deceive many. We need to wake up to what that's where my heart is. You ask what what do we sense in our hearts? That's what it that's where it's at. It's almost like this. And I was thinking about this as you were talking, Brother Marty. Remember, God was always meant to be he is the king of Israel, but what happened? And and in the times of judges, God would raise up, you know, a, a leader. But at the end, the people begin to ask for a king they said give us a king mm. and i believe right. god has been the god of this nation for many years but america saying no we don't want god we want a man we want a king give it to us and samuel warned them be careful what you ask for because your sons your daughters will be taken your properties your field everything will be taken they said we don't care we want a king we want to be like the rest of the nations. What separated America from every other nation is that this is a nation that in God we trust. Our foundations, are, uh, you know, the men who wrote our Constitution, you know, they, they were not perfect, but they were God-fearing men. Yes. But we are rejecting our king. We are rejecting our God, and we're saying we want to be like the rest of the nations and that's what i was thinking about as you were speaking this morning uh, you know where 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 where's the spiritual patrick henry's man mm. you know who cri who cried give me liberty or give me death right uh, yes i yeah. don't want to live under a tyrannical antichrist system where everything good and everything pure, where everything holy is stripped away and attacked and crushed under the heel of, of, of a cultural rebellion that was in full flight before this whole corona thing broke out January 2020, if you remember. That's right. We, we were sending drag queens into our libraries to, to read stories to our children. We had governors in Virginia proclaiming that it's okay for a mother to give birth to a child and then leave it sitting there on the table and keep the baby comfortable while they determine whether they want to let it live or not. We had the governor of New York uh, celebrate abortion up until the ninth month and then in celebration of it, light the, uh, the, the, the Freedom Tower uh, and, and the Empire State Building in pink. Mm -hmm. to celebrate uh, abortion rights. We had the children of this nation being told that they weren't boys and girls, that, 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 that maybe they were actually the boys were girls and the girls were boys. And, and, and they were being encouraged to take uh, gender-changing drugs at five, six, seven years old. Mm -hmm. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. 
what was happening. We could go down the list with the, the Jeffrey Epsteins of the world. And, and, and that you notice how quickly that got put down, how quickly that was taken out of the public consciousness. Because so many of the political leaders themselves have been caught up in a scandal that has gone underneath the rug, deep state kind of stuff, because, because you know, we don't want to expose the true evil that's going on in this country. All of that was flowing. And then it got shut down. And what did we do this year? Where are the preachers? That's right. That's it right there. You know, isn't it isn't it mesmerizing? Where are the preachers? And you said it. They they seem not to know what to do, what to say in this hour. And, and I'm going to say this because, and, and only to 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 express something. I, I, my daughter is only eight years old. She's only eight years old, but yet she has more uh, discernment. I've seen my kids weeping for the condition of this nation. Lord help us. And yet preachers who know the word of God can't discern and a child can't even sleep praying and crying out, have mercy on our nation. Child can discern the condition we're in. Our preachers can't. What a shame. That's why the sheep are scattered without a shepherd. We grieve. Our hearts are are heavy because we grieve for your souls, you that are listening. We grieve for souls that are just like you and just like us. We find, look where we're at. That's the way we're ministering to you, to a podcast. We have no bill. We have nothing. We feel, you know, disengaged with what's, we're frustrated with what's been happening within the church. And just like you, all we want is just a, a God to move. You know, I was thinking, is it a coincidence that we've been in the book of Acts for the last, what now, Brother Marty, 13, 14 podcasts? Yeah, almost, 15, almost three weeks, yeah. Almost three weeks. You know what? And I, I'm 40-something years old, and I've heard messages and teachings on the book of Acts, and it always seems to be just an excitement of, the Holy Spirit moving and jumping and shouting and speaking in tongues, but never have I've ever uh, studied the book of Acts like this in a prophetic manner. This is the real book of Acts. Yes. This is about just shouting and just and, and jumping and running and, and, and a lot of people showing up to have revival. That, that That's not the book of Acts. That's a manifestation, but that's not the book. The book of Acts is this what we're talking to you. Is how will you survive? How will you make it in this hour? How are we going to navigate in the middle of persecution? It's not if it's coming, it's coming, it's here, and it's going to, how are you going to, do you have the maturity, a level of maturity in you to know what to do, to know how to navigate? This is the book of Acts where the Holy Spirit, where our dependence is how the Holy Spirit is going to guide us, and how he's going to give us the words if we have to stand before magistrates, if we have to stand before people or, or whoever, wherever we've got to go, will we be ready? This is the book of Acts. This is the book of Acts. You know what it is? Revelation 3.10, the scripture you've been quoting a lot, Brother Marty. 
what he tells the church in Philadelphia, because thou hast kept the word of my patience. Are you ready? Will you keep the word of his patience? He says, because if you do, I will keep thee from the hour of temptation that is now upon us, which shall come upon all the world. You hear that, church? Mm. All of the world, not America, not just America. I don't care if you live in a little desert. It ain't going to affect me. I don't live in a city. Let me tell you, it's coming. It's going to affect right. the whole world. He says, which shall come upon the, all the world to try. This is it. This is what it's all about. To try them that dwell upon the earth. This is a trying time. You will be tested. Your faith, whether it would, Stone, gold, it's going to go through the fire. It's not a matter of, oh, brothers, get, no, you better be ready. You've got to be ready. If they sit as, as a question that, you know, we, I don't know who posed this question, but what if they were to take all our Bibles from us? Is there enough word inside of you to be able to live off that word that is in you? Lord Jesus. This is trying times. It's coming to the world. Jesus said himself, he prophesied, he told you, he warned you, they, you shall be hated of all nations. Of all nations. Not some. All nations. This is not a political thing. This is a spiritual. This is literally, you know what's being hijacked right now is the soul of a nation. My Lord. That's what's at stake now. The soul of your children. The soul of your marriages. The soul of everything that you have believed. It is being hijacked. This is why the heathen rage. This is why the people imagine a vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves, right? As we studied yeah. yesterday. Against who? Against his anointed. The fight, when it comes down to, is against Jesus. It's the Jesus that is inside of you. That is what they're stripping you of. That's why they are desensitizing you in this hour. That's why they are lying to you. That's why they are they are tricking you. And that's why so many people are falling the apostate church. Oh, they'll let you have the church. You need to compromise. Don't speak out. Don't say nothing. Don't call sin, sin. This was the strength of America at one time. Now we become the very opposite of it. Wow. Yeah, where where are those spiritual Paul Revere's, right? You know, Paul Revere wrote, rode his horse and, and warned the people the British are coming. Where's our spiritual Paul Revere saying the devil is coming, man? You know, uh, they they got off their horse and exchanged it for a Learjet. Yeah. They got off their horse and exchanged it for a mansion. They got off their horse and became absolutely seduced by the very culture they were meant to be light to and embrace the darkness fully. And it didn't take very long. All the sin that comes short of the glory of God. We're not we're not trying to set up a standard here as if, you know, we're, we're above the fray. 
We're all guilty, all of us. But Fernando, you were saying something earlier, what David said. Could you share a little bit about that? Don't take your spirit from me. You know, uh, can you share something about that? Yeah, I think uh, Pastor Jeremy mentioned that. Um, that. That's what it feels like. You know, yesterday and this morning, it feels like the spirit is removing itself. It's begun. Yes. Is it, 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 it completed? No, but it's begun. The movement. We are pushing him out. And when we were speaking about the prophet Jeremiah and and you know, what, what he might have been thinking when, you know, he saw the destruction of the temple. And, and and imagine him saying, my God, how could this happen to us? How could the enemy enter the gates of this great city? Right? And, and we spoke about David, you know, where he said in Psalm 51, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. And you and we spoke about this that he, he was he was reminded of Saul who was possessed by another spirit. Yeah. And he saw where it took Saul. I mean to, to, to go find advice and counsel from a witch. That's what's right. happening with the church in America. Wow. And what did Saul do, Brother Fernando? How did he end his life? He killed himself. He fell, he fell on his own sword. That's right, Brother. I think that's what the church has done in this in this country. It's, and when we talk about the church, understand, we're not talking about you and your own personal house, man. We're talking about the establishment. We have that experience that we've walked in those circles. And, 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 and me, just because I'm older, I've, I've been around these big-time preachers, these big-time organizations in America, and, and the biggest one of them all, I've been around them, uh, who once wielded the, the great sword of the Word of God and, and shook nations with, 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 with a message of righteousness and the second coming of the Lord. You know, somewhere along the line, we took this, this most beautiful, fragile gift that each generation is handed, a torch to each generation when when the elders, and, and I'm talking to some elders out there, you remember, you remember what, 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 what your parents taught you or, or, or what you came to understand as a child, or maybe you discovered the Lord somewhere along the line in the middle, but the history that has led us to this point, you remember, it's been coming for a long time. But we came out of, out of World War II as, as the leading nation of the world. And it was almost as if the nation itself took a collective sigh of relief. But that was the most crucial moment of our history. Because the intensity of war, right, it gave way to that sense of, oh, we can let our guard down now. And we did. <laughs> we let our guard down. You know, Brother Marty, we, we, didn't, yes. we didn't learn from what happened in World War II. It's happening to us, but, but politically. And, and, and I remember uh, there was a preacher named Martin Neumoller who opposed the Nazi regime. And you're speaking about where are the men of God who will stand up. He yeah. said this. He said this. First, they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. 
Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me. There was no one left to speak for me. Wow. 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 We, we did not learn from what took place in World War II, that same spirit. We have allowed it to teach, to teach in our schools because we're so afraid to say no to anything anymore. We're afraid to stand up for the truth. There are truths that remain truths. Evil is evil and good is good. But we have opened the doors in this nation to everything because we're afraid of hurting feelings. Do you think if we go to Russia, they're going to let us teach what freedom is in their school? <laughs> yeah. No. Mm-hmm. No. But we have opened the doors for the same spirit that was moving through Adolf Hitler. to move and be taught in our schools. And now we have a young generation who's in uprising, uproar right now in our streets who, who have been taught that there is a, an opportunity for a one-world utopia. But the right. only thing that stands in the way is entitled America. Incredible. Which itself is, is insanity, right? Because... It's that entitled America, as they put it, that, that has given them the right to, to, to demonstrate in the streets. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, what you see with every every revolution that's ever taken place is, is those kind those children are so deceived. I mean, they're being used as, as tools uh, in the hands of their puppet masters. And, and as soon as their usefulness is over, they'll kill them, too. They always have. I mean, go, go and study the, the, the French Revolution, the Jacobins. You know, they broke out their guillotine, severing the heads of their political and religious opponents. And when there was no more uh, heads to to remove, uh, the powers that be turned the guillotines on the very ones who enacted the revolution to begin with. This is demonic. This is satanic. You cannot d- explain to me And again, we're not talking Republican or Democrat. We're just looking at stuff, okay? So don't get mad. And if you get mad, I don't care anyway. I ain't got nothing to hold back anymore. But let me tell you something. You put up this dude, Biden, he can't even put two sentences together. He can't even hold a decent conversation. He is the epitome of a paper mache candidate. Empty exposed for the corrupt devil that he is for years. His his wife that he has, who's going to be the first lady of the United States, quite possibly, had an affair with Joe Biden while her husband was dying in the hospital with cancer, who was at one time his, his political manager for his political career while he was running for the U.S. Senate 
Her husband is diagnosed with cancer. He's dying in the hospital. And, and Joe Biden takes her and commits adultery with her and then marries her after her husband dies of cancer. These are the level of, of wicked people that this country is going to allow to be installed in the, in, in the position of the greatest and most powerful political office in the world? Whose son, he's turned out like a prostitute, using right. him all over the world to enrich his family. On a salary of $190,000 a year, Mr. Biden manages to have several multi-million dollar homes, fly around in private jets, you know, chauffeur-driven limousines. Give me a break. But this is what you want? Because the truth of the matter is, whether you want to realize it or not, America, the popular vote is, is about two million above right now between the president and this guy. So what you are literally witnessing is a nation is no longer split down the middle. It has tipped the balance. It just frankly doesn't care. And what it thinks at its very core is that the, the population it is, is that it's going to go back to the party where you can have 86 uh, gender identities on Google, where you can, can, can let any manner of lifestyle flow free so that even our very children aren't protected anymore. And ultimately, you know what they're coming after, church. They're coming after the church. Because once you destabilize the greatest nation and the greatest beacon of freedom on the face of the planet, the only thing that is left and will be highly exposed as being left are the true saints of the Most High God, which is why what you said, Brother Jeremy, is so important when you were talking about the prophetic nature of the book of Acts. Because what we are witnessing in the book of Acts was the struggle of the early church to exist and to continue in the midst of a global state with a megalomania ruler, antichrist foreshadow Nero. They managed to survive. And that is what I want to leave you with today as we get ready to close this broadcast, because we got to go back and not hide under our rock. But we got to go back now and determine, as long as we have life, as long as we have breath, as long as we have the grace and the anointing of God, if we're going to go down, we're going to go down proclaiming that Jesus yeah. Christ is Lord, and Hallelujah. he's coming again. And you can do what you will. You can come after me. You can come after my family. You can come after my brothers that, that stand in battle with me today. But like our Lord said, do not fear him that can hurt your body. What I say to you is you better fear him who can cast your body and your soul into hell. Because the Lord sits in the heavens and he laughs like King David said in Psalm chapter 2. And he will have you in derision. So go ahead and, and, and lay your hand on the brass ring right now. But you're not going to be able to hold it because this planet does not belong to the devil. This planet belongs to Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He paid for it in his blood. He paid for it on Calvary, and he rose from the dead to declare that I'm coming again, and when I do, I'm going to execute judgment on all the ungodly. So if we have a message today, it is while we have breath, and if we're going to go down, we're going to go down swinging. We're going to go down yeah. declaring. We're going to go down holding up the torch and the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the last breath that we have 
good, bad, indifferent, it don't matter. There is one truth and one truth only, and that that is that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is coming. Yes. Yes. And so let it sound from every little hovel, from every street corner, from every fearful house that is now, you know, we're, we're calling on you to, 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 to tighten your bootstraps, to tighten your belt, to gather your families around you and pray. Because right now, everything's in the ballot. This is indeed post-election madness, man. And we are witnessing the devil move to steal a nation. The question is, what will we do? I heard I heard Steve Bannon the other day or this uh, late late last night this morning. I can't remember. Been up for quite some time. Uh, he, he pointed out a story which really resonated in me, and I want to share it with you. He said he reminded us of, of the great duel that occurred between Vice President uh, Burr and Alexander Hamilton. They went out into the woods and and they had a pistol duel. And Burr hit Hamilton. Hamilton missed his bullet, uh, hit the branch over over the head of of of, of Burr, and and Burr's bullet hit Hamilton in in his stomach, and Hamilton died. And they asked uh, Vice President Burr, uh, "Why did how how is it that you won this duel? What do you think? Why 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 did you win the duel?" And and I read the story this morning online. He said, "The reason I won." is because his hand was shaking and mine remained steady. Mm. There, mm. <laughs> mm. There, there, there's two kind of people right now that are going to start to emerge. Those whose hands are shaking and those whose hands remain steady. Lay your hand on the sword of the word of God. Amen. Keep that hand steady and fight. Get on your knees and fight. Fight for your families. Fight for your grandchildren. Fight yeah. for your wives. Fight yeah. for your communities. Fight. While we yet have breath, we have fight. And who knows, like Joel said, call upon your preachers to weep between the porch and the offer. It very well may be. If God saved Nineveh, an ungodly nation, with just eight words from the prophet Jonah, he can still do it. If my people, if my people... We leave it in your hands. We're praying yeah. for you. Brother Jeremy, would you would you pray for us, all of us, as we close today? Yes. Yes. And when before we pray, I just wanted to say you've made me think about the great man. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. I'm sure you have Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Mm. He was a Lutheran pastor who who could have, uh, when uh, Nazi Germany began, he became an anti-Nazi. Uh, he became, he, he fought against it. And and he saved many Jews and he actually died in a concentration camp a day or two before the war was over. But he said two things. Uh, one of the many quotes that he, that he had, he said, the test of the morality of a society is what it does for its children. And that made me think about all the things you guys were, were talking about. But there's another one that he said that really, I think it's a good way to end it. He said, to endure the cross, it's not a, it's not tra a tragedy. It is the suffering 
which is the fruit of an exclusive allegiance to Jesus Christ. Praise God. What we're going to go through, whatever it is and in whatever manner we go through, will only bring the fruit of an exclusive allegiance to Jesus Christ. And that's what we hope, and that is our prayer. When we fight, when we stand up, is is to declare that Jesus is King, and that our allegiance is to Him and Him alone. We're gonna pray, and uh, I know there's so many of us, so many things to think about, the things that are happening, and you've asked me to pray, right, Brother Marty? Yes, sir. Pray, uh, and, for, and, pray and, for the people, their families, the nation, brother. Yes. <laughs> yes. Would you join me for a few moments? Father, we come to you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, Lord. Father, sensing, Lord, your presence, at the same time, Lord, hearing the orders that are coming, Lord, as your spirit is encouraging us in this moment to go on, to go forward. Father, this is not an easy thing, Lord, the dreadfulness, the weight of what we are sensing as children of God. We cannot help but think about our children, but think about our family. And Father, this is the moment, Lord, where God, who can we go to, Lord? Father, we need your help. We need your help in this hour. I know it's your mercy that is keeping us, Lord, but we need the strength of the Holy Spirit. We need strength for the road in the next few days and months or whatever time, Lord, that we need, God. We need it because that wave that is coming against the people of God is upon us. I pray, Lord, so many of us, Lord, maybe are fearful. So many of us are worrying about our children and 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 what to leave them as we feel that we're we're leaving this world and or or some may even feel man I don't know how many days I have left in this world God but whether it's a lot or a few God that our days will be lived Lord serving you and living for you Lord that we will be bold to declare that we will not be afraid God of what man can do I pray Lord for our nation as the very soul of our nation, Lord, is being hijacked. Lord, as we are in the balance, this is where we find ourselves. As Daniel told Belshazzar, God, that the writing on the wall spoke about, Lord, that our nation being in, 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 in a balance, Lord, in this, and we have found been found wanting. The only thing, Lord, that can change any situation, if it's my, if it's, if my people that are called by my name, God. Father, Lord, I know you desire, God. I know that you are long-suffering because you desire, Lord, for all to be saved, God. Father, I pray, Lord, this election, Lord, you have the last word, God, and we just pray that you would move, God, and at the same time continue to expose so that we can see and that our eyes can be opened, God, of what we are fighting for, God. We are fighting for our souls. We are fighting for the souls of our children, God. Oh, Lord, let your fire burning us. 
Lord, that we will cry to you. Draw us to you at this hour. Open up our eyes, God. Open up the eyes of our understanding. Help us to see, Lord, what you, Lord, want us to see, Lord, in this hour. Oh, Lord, look at the generation that has arisen in this hour, a generation that does not know you. Oh, Father, I pray that amongst this generation, we would find a Daniel. We would find a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Lord. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself, Lord. Father, that we would find that caliber of people, Lord, that have made up their mind that they're going to serve you no matter what, Lord. Lord, that you would lift up a people that will not bow down to Baal. Oh, help us, Lord. Our pulpits are silent. Our churches, Lord, are closed and, and the people are confused. They are a sheep without a shepherd. Oh, God. But you are, Lord, our shepherd. And you have men and women, Lord, God, that would acquiesce to you and will declare and be able, Lord, even through the means like this podcast, Lord, God, to those that are troubled, let this podcast be a, a place of safety, Lord, God. Those that are confused, Lord, that, that, that it will bring clarity, the word will bring clarity to their lives and save them, Lord. Oh, Lord, we need you. We need you in this hour, God. We need you more than ever before, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you will give peace today to your people, those that are listening, those that are feeling the dread, Lord, that you, your presence right now can minister to them and that they can find comfort and peace and encouragement in your word, God. Holy Spirit, move through the airways. Come into the homes of those that are crying out to you. And Father, put in us a heart like yours to pray according to your will. Father, let your will be done in our lives. We thank you for this time that we have had a fellowship. Father, make provision for those who need provision. Open up a door for those who need a door open. And close a door for those who need the doors closed. Have your way in our lives. We need you, Lord. Give us the strength that we will need in this hour. And let us be watching and praying. Let us not be found slumbering or sleeping. But let us be awake by the Spirit of the Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, for the word today and the encouragement. We love you. And we seek to honor you and you alone. Not just with our words, but with the lives that we live before you. We ask you this in the name of your precious Son, Jesus Christ. We all say amen and amen. We pray. We pray the Lord bless you. And I pray that you join us tomorrow. We continue. You know what? I want you to know we're going to keep coming to you. As long as we have breath, pray for us, that the Lord will strengthen us, that the Lord will give us boldness to declare these things in Jesus' name. We love you. We pray for you. May God bless you. May God keep you. And as always, 
keep looking up.